0: And so, you know, so Anthony is and Angela is a famous musician. So you guys have everybody's cred now.
1: I'm George Harrison. <laughs> She's,
2: oh God, she is one amazing. of the
0: <laughs> not that amazing one of the one of the OK Beatles.
1: He was one of the OK ones, but you know he existed, so it's fine.
0: All right, wait, what say.
3: are the other OK Beatles. <laughs> I'm very curious which way you're gonna go on this.
0: Oh, Ringo, and I was just
3: gonna okay. say it's gotta be Ringo, right? <laughs> no, I was gonna say you could either do the obvious thing or be like Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not a troll ringo was a no. better actor that's his thing
3: a better train conductor for sure
0: such a good, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> good morning meat suits welcome back to read it and Weep. we are a good podcast about true love and true art and whether or not they can exist in the same person i'm your host Alex Falcone, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and I have an excellent panel with me today. First up, he's back in Portland, Oregon. He's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez.
3: Hey, thanks for having me, Alex. Always excited to be here. I do need to warn you, I have recently developed an extreme case of plot-related stage fright. <laughs> <laughs> and- and plot and it's also like very plot convenient stage flex so it it may flare up in the show and if it gets bad it gets bad if the story <laughs> needs it to be bad I will be horrified but most of the time I think I'm gonna be pretty cheery.
0: well if you do if you do ever get too scared just sing friends in low places yeah it's what gets me through well, the hard times
3: if, if one of you could start singing yeah, yeah, friends in yeah. we'll low places Yeah, exactly. And then just kind of ease me into it. I would really appreciate it. That's my life. That's my lifesaver. I need it.
0: Probably the person who's going to help you by singing is uh, our second guest, uh, a singer-songwriter and one half of the Double Clicks, as well as podcaster and many other things, at Angela M. Weber on Twitter, or Angela M. Weber, as they say in the UK, in Los Angeles, California. It's Angela Weber.
2: Hello. I'm so glad to be here. The one thing you did forget to mention is that I have the greatest figure and the greatest ribbon routine um that's a that's why i'm gonna win miss america so i'm pretty proud of myself
0: there and we never found out if she actually has a good ribbon routine right because she we did not see lied it it lied was about like the
2: miss... gun we never yeah. saw come on
0: very insulting that's, that's all we wanted to see was the ribbon um <laughs> also your parents might not even be teachers that's the thing about you
2: that's true. Uh, it's fine. It's all right. Uh, they both are, is the weird thing. So now I'm in a really... Are they really? Nervous. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, uh, also, we have a very special guest today, currently on tour with Ben Folds in Los Angeles, California, at Tess Falcone on Twitter, lighting designer for rock bands, person who knows things about the music industry, and my kid sister. It's Tess Falcone.
1: And that's how it's done, sweetheart.
4: <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> that's it. You're in. Uh... You're working with Ben Folds this week, but, like, in a week or so, you're transferring over to Weezer, right? You're mostly with Weezer right now?
2: Yes. that's. I'm seeing Ben Folds tonight. Are I'm you I'm really? in the same room as you. Yeah. Oh, cool. You, you guys are going to be at the same show. Yeah. Oh oh, that's so I'll cool. Be
0: uh, <laughs>
2: I'll be there to play Friends in Low Places if Ben Folds can stay <laughs> trained. Oh,
4: man. He needs that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, also, opening for Ben Folds is going to be whoever's sleeping with Ben Folds' wife at the moment.
3: Yeah. Yes. Hey, it's whoever's sleeping with Ben. Sorry, sorry, whoever Ben. Yeah, yeah, I got that (laughs) mixed
0: up. It's hard because they're both cheating on each other in the movie, so it's confusing who's actually with whom.
3: So angry about it. Is is he ever actually cheating? He flirts, but he never actually.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I never heard to me that he didn't show
3: him cheat on her. Right, man. What a weird movie if he's morally clean. I mean, Tim McGraw's kind of the unsung hero of this movie, just in general, right?
0: and i'm singing are
3: so white it's (laughs)
2: It's a beautiful man oh man i really is i
3: had never taken a lot of time just to look at tim mcgraw before
1: i had no idea what he even looked like until this movie i was like oh tim mcgraw's in this who is he
0: yeah i had to look it up because somebody was like there's an act there's one actual musician in this movie hint they don't (laughs) sing and so i had to figure out it's like who's the why would they why does he not sing
2: it's a very good question that's i mean you know, he, he s- sings the credit song or something
3: and I'm he's busy. also like you know spent his life singing maybe this time he was like you <laughs> know what? that's not
0: oh that's true sort of like what ringo would do in a movie
3: yeah exactly uh <laughs> so this is i'm the
0: not keeping rhythm in the back of this shot go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> that depending on how i cut the show that may be a callback to a thing that was not part of the show yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how far i call back i call back to before you got here uh, this is episode number 409 of the podcast, we have not done as many episodes as the number of cubic inches that the engine in the car the Beach Boys are in love with takes. Takes? That's a weird word. The number of inches of the cubic inches of the engine of the car the Beach Boys are in love with. the.
3: Wait, okay. I need you to run that all by me one more time, please.
4: Okay.
0: <laughs> you guys are familiar with the song Giddy Up, Giddy Up 409, obviously. Uh, that is a Be- Beach Boys song about this car they would like to have sex with. That is um a famous car dubbed the Turbo Fire, uh, beginning in its production in 1961. The engine had a single-carter four-barrel carburetor that supplied enough fuel-air mixture to up to 360 horsepower, and with a bit of hot running, you could get it over to 400, uh making the car a big hit among street racers. Here's why I talk about this. Are you guys not actually familiar with the song? You've heard the song. Yes. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so Beach Boys song, very famous, written by Brian Wilson. But here's the thing: Brian Wilson knew nothing about surfing or cars when he was started the Beach Boys. Decided to he had a co writer who taught him about California culture because he was just trying to tap into it. So he had to like learn about this car to write this love song to the car. <laughs> anyway, speaking of uh, musical posers, this week we are. <laughs> you're Uh, welcome i'm here no 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 in fact we are talking about uh people who are tapping into very specific white cultures for profit and that is country strong the 2010 film starring gossip girl cookbook author gwen paltrow and country actual country singer tim mcgraw um why are we doing this so this was sponsored by jess from newburyport uh I didn't even bother to look if that's real. It looks like Newport, <laughs> but then there's like a Britishism it's in the real. middle. It's real. It's real. Where's Newburyport?
2: Uh, I don't know. I just oh. wanted to up. You're just confident?
0: Massachusetts. I don't know. Long <laughs> yeah, enough
3: if, timeline, it feels... infinite possibilities <laughs> <is> <laughs> it's probably be... real somewhere.
2: I'm from Massachusetts, and there are enough cities in Massachusetts that anytime I meet somebody, they're like, I'm from this place, and I've never heard of it. And they're like, you know, my cousin, he lives in Newburyport. It's like, sure. I don't know. So I, you, I believe that that's real.
0: Because of growing up in Massachusetts, you are primed to believe in the existence of any city that we tell you.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Wow. Well, you know, you, you remind that. me a lot of my uncle from Narnia.
2: <laughs> Is that in Boston? <laughs> <laughs> it's near
3: Boston. It's a suburb. Yeah, it's, okay. up, it's up Wardrobe Road. You take that.
2: Oh, near Worcester or Worcester? <laughs>
0: all right so anyway this so this is what jess said about country strong it was gloriously melodramatic in a way that movies haven't dared to be since douglas sirk stopped directing or started directing anyway it's full of country music songs sung by non-singers and it provided this immortal exchange bullshit bull true (laughs) it's very true i was assuming all three of you were going to use that line in the opening because that is my favorite exchange in the whole, whole movie quite good uh, it's pretty good. as if the bull part is just irrelevant and the shit part me anyway um also just said fun challenge take a drink anytime someone who isn't actually a singer sings somebody mentions dallas with a mixture of horror and or pity and <laughs> somebody talks about a rescued quail hint goop is the oh quail it's a metaphor
2: what
0: <laughs> which i am i appreciate you saying Jess because i read that before i watched it but i'm not entirely sure i would have gotten it for among other other reasons, because the quail stops being in the movie at some point.
1: That quail was added after the movie was <laughs> shot the first time. <laughs> I swear to God. It's, it's also the same age for the entirety of the movie. Like no matter how much time has passed, the quail is it's still just, the yeah, same. Yeah, it's age. lived
0: in a dark cigar box for months <laughs> and not li- not grown or died, which is very impressive. It-
3: it surprise. seemed like the type of thing Gwyneth Paltrow just bought, brought to set, and it was like her idea of like <laughs> developing a character. Oh, yeah. She's like, I want to have this quail. And everyone was like, what?
0: And he's like, no, I want to have it in every scene. Like when Marlon and, Brando ins- insisted on having a little person with him in a movie? Yeah,
3: and Island Doctor Monroe with the bucket head and everything. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, yeah, it's like that. That's her uh, quail. But like all of her flights of fancy, she just sort of forgot about it. And Evan was like, all right, don't
0: bring up the fucking quail
3: today, right?
0: (laughs) We can't afford a one-year-old quail. So it's this one Are we done. Also, she got her stink all over it. It's not going to let the guy raise it. She, like, mothered it too long. Tim McGraw can't raise that quail. It's not going to respect her.
2: Tim McGraw can raise any quail. That's his superpower.
0: Whoa. The only thing he can't
3: can't raise his host spirits you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure or her out of that coma that she put herself in it's kind of sad when you say it that way like, anyway this
2: movie this movie is deeply sad i I was very sad the whole it's time interesting i watched
0: it. that you because i yeah i heard that you thought that and i just it was so cheesy that i hadn't noticed that it was trying to be sad
4: <laughs> oh, it didn't okay. feel
0: sad to me at all Except for maybe what was going to happen to the quail. But mostly it was just like, <laughs> why is this? Wait, why would I? I don't get it. And
3: I...
1: She hints at killing herself a lot of times.
3: Yeah. It's a lot of cry for helps that all these professionals don't pick up on. Is what yep. this yeah. movie is about. Yeah. Yeah, not... yeah. I thought this movie was more like... Just kind of mean spirited in the way it treated its characters. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there are just like a few lines and moments that are just so incredibly dark and mean. And like I just, I was very surprised by uh, the amount of extremely mean melodrama that's in this movie.
0: But the but the the point is for the the young openers to fall in love. So it's almost like the old people's story is not relevant to the plot. It's just about these two openers falling in love amidst weird situations. It's
3: okay. Get, getting the oh, fuck out of the South. That's what this movie <laughs> yeah, is about. about. how great California is. <laughs> yeah, it's about how awesome California is. Much like <laughs> every, the Beach Be- Boys song. every Beach
0: Boys and every Weezer song. <laughs> uh, so anyway, if you want to force us to watch something and try to make sense of it uh, and understand its metaphors while drinking, go to com. sign up on the mailing list. Uh, you can become a sponsor in probably... Sponsuary. That's my guess is when we'll have more sponsorships. This is the end of Sponsetember. So this is our last episode of Sponsetember. And I would love to do more sponsorships. I enjoy them so much, but it's almost the Rocktober. So we have other, th- other business to get to. And then, of course, we have a big month with Crossovember. So and then it's Christmas. Like, it's just like the, the end of the calendar is real packed. So we don't have time for more sponsorships until Sponsuary. But thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our attempted sponsors. And join the mailing list so you can find out when there's more opportunities. And especially thanks to Jess from Narnia. So now...
3: Can, Alex, real fast. Can you can you physically print that calendar for me? Just a calendar that has all the
0: names replaced. The names of our fake months. Uh, yeah. We don't have uh, February or March or April. But I do know that next year we're going to be doing anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. oh, that's amazing. Pretty stoked about that. Uh, I can't re- I, I will. Before we get to anime, I will look up the listener who oh. s- suggested that as a name because it was perfect. Um, that's really funny. Yeah. So we got, we got a lot. We have a very busy year. I will print the calendar out for you. Possibly it'll have pictures of me on the top for all of the months, but it'll have the important information there. I just have that calendar. It's easier to just write on that one. Yeah there's a lot more
3: days in uh rocktober than the actual october though (laughs) it's kind of a weird thing you don't want to actually live by that calendar
0: yes i mean i wish every every month was the rocktober it's going to be so exciting i can't we'll talk about that at the end actually but first let's talk about this movie a little bit more let's talk about country strong so here's how we're going to do it i'm going to summarize this for you i have a very brief summary so please feel free panel to jump in and correct or add as necessary i'm here gwyneth paltrow aka the goop is a country music version of Britney Spears. Her husband slash manager yanks her out of rehab early so he can make money off her comeback tour. While she's leaving rehab, she finds a baby bird and puts it in a box. Also, she's sleeping with somebody in rehab who may or may not be her sponsor, and that person is Pirate Ryan Gosling.
2: (laughs) his beard is bad it's not it's
0: not a great beard so uh but she decides to go or she gets forced to go on tour she brings along the two supporting acts her rehab boyfriend pirate ryan gosling and her husband's possible girlfriend leighton meester gossip girl herself who can't sing but then can totally sing uh (laughs) and uh goop is like she's like mostly recovered from being an alcoholic from last a year ago or so in dallas when she in a Like kind of intense, sad twist that never gets mentioned again. She was five months pregnant when she went on a drinking bender and lost the baby. And like one of her fans is mad about that, but never mentioned again. Right? Yeah, she
1: fell off the
0: stage. Oh, she fell off the stage because she was so drunk. Oh man. Um. Anyway, so right, not
2: great, Gwyneth.
4: Not
0: great. (laughs) So yeah. So but she's trying. You know, Goop's trying really hard to recover, but because she got yanked out early and forced to be on tour, and brings her. Uh, affair on tour with her it doesn't seem like it's going to go very well and it doesn't uh she gets too nervous to perform possibly because of medication that he makes her take possibly not maybe she's just sad um but then pirate ryan gosling sleeps with gossip girl but is also mean to her and then falls in love but is still mean to her then he's they...
2: so mean to her. He's I mean hate to... that.
0: He's mean to both of them, and he's sleeping with both of them. That seems to be his long-term plan. Is like even in the relationship, he's still nagging.
4: And then, so
0: uh, then Goop has a eventually one good show and celebrates with a entire bottle of Xanax. And then Ryan moves to California, where the real music, country music scene is, and Gossip Girl <laughs> follows him. <laughs> yeah. Why is it even on? It doesn't. Why was that happening? Did I miss I, something?
2: Why was what happening? Any why of did they it? <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> yeah. I this movie. I kept trying to be like to to apply any tropes or like figure out who the ma- like who we're supposed to be rooting for. But I think it's more just like the dangers of pop country music kind of warning. Movie. Right. I guess
0: that's maybe there's a generous reading, which is like this is really about the battle between pop and like real country. But where wherein pop country dies and real country lives on, I guess, just a weird message. It's <laughs> love,
2: and, love and fame, but which is good. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but don't also, a... like, you could just be on tour and not, I don't know. Maybe but We'll talk about that <laughs> later. We'll talk more about what you can do on tour and whether it's possible to still be in love. Um, because all of well, us yeah. have some touring experience. So we're going to discuss that in the second half of the show. It's teaser. true.
2: And experience with how much alcohol we drink, we all have variants there, so we mm-hmm. can yeah. give that experience
0: so much.
3: And we all know what you have to do to book Austin.
0: You've
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> all We've been there.
0: about that. It, she gets, she loses her show in Austin, uh, yeah, and then sleeps with the real creepy promoter to get it back.
1: Almost sleeps with. Not, did they actually go
3: through with it?
0: Oh, I think it's kind of like
3: interrupted. Yeah. Like, oh, I do yeah, think they yeah.
0: finished. So they get but interrupted, I, I, but then he still gives her... So, Austin, yeah, so maybe that was like a setup. You don't even have to sleep with him. You just have to look like you were willing.
3: Yeah, I just like to think that he's a real spirit of the law, not woe that like letter of the law scumbag. Like, he's like, well, you did technically sort of still sleeping with yeah, me, you, so
0: I got to give you something. You put in the effort.
1: Yeah. Someone saw us together, that's
0: fine. Yeah, as long as it screwed up your marriage, that's the important thing. Um, also, it feels like, I don't know... Corporate tour management companies probably don't work that way, right? <laughs> Once you get big enough, it's mostly all like AEG and Live Nation, and I feel like they have other systems in place. You don't have to sleep with Mr. Nation in order to get a show with them, right?
2: You just have to—you have to get a million retweets. You don't have to have sex with him <laughs> exactly. in a tour van. <laughs> exactly.
0: All right, so let's do compliments now. That's basically the the book. So let's do uh, our compliments. So Anthony, you have to go first. We like starting end every show with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. For your major compliment, uh, what is one nice thing you have to say about Country Strong?
3: Uh, I I do think that all all the performances are pretty good. Uh, minus. Gwyneth Paltrow oh. uh, but I thought like everyone else was actually pretty good in this movie I especially like did not expect Tim McGraw to like end up kind of like the unsung hero of this film and, like, he's, 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 it, 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 he's, why you
0: think he's the unsung hero because it does well, seem he, like he's
3: like he's introduced as like this scumbag in the first scene yeah. and then he's just this guy who's just ran through a ringo. like he has like one or two kind of bad moments early on but he seems to want to be there for, like, her trying to get better, but just doesn't know how to help. He takes, like, just embarrassment and, like, uh, demasculation constantly. The the moment when she's like, uh, Austin's back, and he's like, I wonder how that happened. And then just walks out of the room. Uh, okay,
0: okay. You know, but it, for the case for him being not a hero, he's the one who forced her out of rehab early, which is what killed her. Against the I, advice of her fake sponsor slash current boyfriend, he pulled well, her that's out of. The
3: thing. Maybe there was a real doctor on the other side of that door who was like, "She's good to go." Actually, I think I think her sleeping with one of my old, or- the goddamn janitors here, <laughs> pretending to be a fucking like sponsor, is actually maybe di- driving her down a little bit more. That's you so know? yeah. We when you don't know the that situation way. It's happening.
0: It's weird because um, like she sl- she fake slept with that guy to get into Austin, but he. Slept his way from janitor to country music star. He actually did a better job of sleeping up.
3: Yeah. Uh, But I mean, honestly, it's just, it's not even like his character. It's not like his performance, like, like especially near the last act of this movie. I just thought he was really good as like this dude who's just in a shitty situation who's made a lot of like bad decisions his life and it's like this is my life now it's all fucked up and everything is terrible i don't know how to help anyone here yeah uh, i just thought he was like one of the more interesting plot lines because everyone else is such a mess or uninteresting he's he like i
0: mean messy is a great I, word, but yeah i think he does it, he puts yeah, in a, he puts in a workman-like effort as an yeah. actor
2: he put in the work. He put in the work. <laughs> <It> paid off.
0: <laughs> All right, Tess, what's your major compliment for Country Strong?
1: Um, there was this really bad line uh, where Gwyneth Paltrow says, don't be afraid to fall in love. It's the only thing that matters in life. Uh-huh. And initially, I was really bummed out about this line because I was like, really, that's the only thing in life that yeah. matters? Yeah. But then she said, with with things, not just people. And I was like, oh, that's actually like a really cute thing. You can fall Wait. in love with with like life
0: oh oh you don't with mean like music
1: with places with exactly a, a bird
0: oh okay because when you say don't don't bird. be afraid to fall in love with things to me it's like oh, oh. like uh <laughs> like models and figurines and and Dogs. nicer houses and money yeah,
4: and weird things. Drug addiction.
1: yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. <laughs> yep.
0: yeah all right that's fair that's a that does make it a little bit nicer if she's like okay with falling in love with life
1: yeah just be happy in your life. And I thought it was a really nice like 180 from where I thought that that was going. Like yeah. boys are the only important thing in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good. That's true. I, I like I like a compliment that starts out with. So I hated this line. <laughs> <laughs> but you pulled it out. You did it. You made it into a real compliment. Um I'm going to do I'm going to do a fake compliment and then a real one. So my 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 fake compliment is I got a lot of cleaning done. So it was a very productive movie. <laughs> And that whenever I and I do try, you know, for the show, I put in. I try to put in the work, like Tim McGraw. I <laughs> I sit down on the couch. I'm focused on the movie. I'm like, I'm gonna give this my all. And about 15 minutes into this, I was like, I don't even. Well, I guess I could dust, and then I just start. <laughs> I start multitasking. So it was a very productive movie. But my real compliment for the actual movie itself, because that doesn't count, is um, one of my favorite things to watch in movies that are about music is fake crowd scenes. Because they're so hard oh, to yeah. do well. And there were a couple moments that made me genuinely laughed. One was when the the crowd gave a standing ovation for the opening act. <laughs> who I believe played one song. He played one song. Got a, got an arena standing ovation. And then there's another one where when she comes out on stage, you could see the crowd behind it. And two bros do a double high five. Like They stand up and do a double <laughs> high five at her coming out. it made me laugh that they were like you guys have to look stoked when she comes out you paid a lot of money to see this musician and they were like yeah we know how to celebrate
3: (laughs) just like director they give one high five a single high five for one take no no no, cut 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 yeah cut no no i need to feel it all right i don't (laughs) believe
0: you i need to believe
2: oh my gosh we... her Gwyneth trying to play the guitar was was oh a truly oh, yeah. truly oh, yeah. appalling situation but I I liked that she only did it for about eight eight measures and then gave away the guitar anytime <laughs> yeah. that she tried because it was it was like oh honey you're trying they told you they would crop this guitar out if they did not
1: pirate Ryan Gosling also tried to play the guitar for a bunch of moments <laughs> he, he
2: didn't even try to change the chords no that's, that's Which, my favorite thing yeah. is watching not a person not change rhythm. chords <laughs>
1: yeah
0: uh i uh as far as the guitar goes also i love that they let gossip girl be part of her character was she doesn't even know how to play guitar so she was below goop's level of guitar yep. they're just we're not even gonna bother with you we don't have to pretend another guitar player yeah uh another note on crowd scenes Uh, This just reminds me when we watched God's Not Dead a while ago, the end of that movie is like the big thing in the movie is like, hey, everything worked out. Religion is real. Let's all go to this concert of this very famous Christian rock band. And it's an arena, but because the movie was so low budget, there's, like, 16 people pretending to be a crowd scene.
2: Oh, so no. there's a lot of
0: this, like, really closely cropped crowd shots of the rock band coming out and be like, yeah, and the same 16 people are on both sides of the stage, really enthusiastic. <laughs> <It's> so, <funny. laughs> so if you watch a mo- movie with a crowd, watch the crowd. Um, Angela, why don't you do the last one? Major compliment. Not why don't you. You have to. Major compliment. Uh,
2: my major compliment. Oh, gosh. Um. I I, I like that this movie subverted some tropes that it didn't do what I expected it to be. Like I expected Mister whatever pirate Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. to be like the P-R-G. nice guy uh, who was trying to help, and then he ended up being just like a real dick. What and a then dick? The, the 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 super wait wait the the pageant girl yeah, she was like girl. the constantly bullied pageant girl was not. As dumb as they t- said she was, which I guess is sort of a trope. But
1: I feel like, although, although,
0: <laughs> all right, counterpoint.
1: The trivia, the trivia question that she was like so proud of was wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> which what? is great. Like, why would you even put like flashcards in a thing and then have the? Oh my god. So just, she, just... Did, she made
2: the flashcards just randomly. She didn't actually base them on anything. <laughs> no, like, I am facts. facts. Okay, just, just to explain
0: to people who didn't see this movie. So that, so the she is uh, one of the characters who played by Gossip Girl is a uh, meester is um, she's the new country star and she's, per, she's claiming that she was a beauty pageant queen, but we later find out that's not true. But she, there's the scene where they're in the tour van and she is like looking at flashcards of basic world history facts, I guess it's a weird set of, uh, but she's trying to learn stuff so that she doesn't, so people don't think her, she's stupid, which I agree was kind of a nice, like surprising moment. But Tess, what was Although the
1: she's learning? She's learning the word amorous, which is amazing on some level. Yeah. Um, and then she. It was when did General MacArthur return to the Philippines? And she says 1946, which it was actually 1944. Which like just do your homework, <laughs> it's maybe.
0: It's a very Googleable <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah, it's like very strange. Right, wait, are you that's sure that's when he that he? Up.
0: Are you sure it wasn't in 44 he came the first time and then in 46 he returned?
1: No, it was it was totally when he returned in 44.
0: <laughs> maybe he returned a few times. Maybe he left again, came back in 46. <laughs> Maybe MacArthur just loved – I don't even, What was MacArthur doing in the Philippines in 44? I don't know what that card is about. I
1: don't, I don't either. But if you're going to put it in the movie, I mean, just Google it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. She had just wrong flashcards. I just thought it was so funny that her flashcards were like the, de- the definition of one word and one obscure history fact. <laughs> like how often is that going to come up that you're going to know the MacArthur thing?
1: Yeah, yeah weird.
2: She right. bought a bunch, a, a set of inaccurate GRE. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> She's studying really hard for the wrong GRE. That's a difficult yeah. test, the WGRE. So yeah.
1: like a discounted card pack. Like, yeah.
0: Oh, the wrong wrong that sounds like a product we should sell on our website, which is like incorrect <laughs> flashcards about yes. random things. Uh, all right, I like it. Uh, I always did want we. I used to do this project based on the idea that I really wished the hell that the. the, the I call them hella true facts, but they were the facts under the um Snapple caps. I just yeah. wanted like one in four to be a lie, because no one would know. I mean, like you could Google it, but you you would just assume that they were not lying, because they're, you know, it's peach tea. Why would what what does it know about the bees?
1: Original fake news. Right yeah, there. exactly. I, so I just always just I thought it was funny <laughs> if one of
0: every four was wrong, so I tried to write a bunch of facts for the bad Snapple caps. <laughs> anyway, fun Alex History. All right, so let's uh I guess I want to keep, like, for the meat of this discussion, Um, where to start? All right. Uh, Let me start with the affairs, because I feel like the affairs were such an important part of this film. So she is having an inconspicuous affair, sorry, a very conspicuous affair with her opener. Yeah. Um, Tim McGraw may be cheating, but may not be.
2: I don't think he is. That's the weird thing is like they set him up to be something and then she doesn't pan out to be the thing that they set him up to be. So is he a good guy or I just guess an idiot? That goes back to your compliment. Like,
0: <laughs> are these actually subverting expectations or just the writer did not follow through on any of the stories?
3: I mean, this movie is kind of like, you know, like a, a good movie, a good story is a stew, you know, and okay. you want to have just a little bit of every the right things in it. This is like... We gotta clean out our fridge, guys. I was gonna make a <laughs> giant stew. Like, they just threw everything that they had. Like, oh, we had this melodrama, this this plot convenience, this trope, this thing, and just threw them all together. And they ended up with this.
0: This is so a I real, like real Birdie Bots style stew. Yeah. There's I, just I a few like, bad flavors in it. Yeah,
3: there's just a few, like, threads that don't really go anywhere. Or, or maybe they were trying to, like, set you up so, like,. I personally found the suicide at the end to be very shocking in terms of just like, what?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I saw it like you could see it coming like probably three minutes beforehand. It was like, wait, wait, she's gonna kill herself. How did that happen? Where did we Okay.
0: I feel like oh, no. so often it feels like that's like just a lazy writer ending. Is like we mm-hmm. just don't have to we just don't want to write the ending of this character. We don't want this character to learn anything, so we can just get rid of them. And it felt like they were just kinda like Clearing the deck so that they could let prg and gossip girl fall in love yeah uh, that's I how i felt how that, that's I... maybe the most cynical viewing of this possible but i was so unshocked by it but i was just like oh of course you're gonna do that lazy trope she had one good show of course she can't complete her comeback tour
1: i didn't know when they were going to do it but i feel like they were definitely alluding to it a lot and i actually wrote down in my notes like like halfway through the movie, oh, suicide question mark yeah. exclamation point. Yeah. Like, and then oh, yeah, uh, well, that's is. not a note anymore. That's just real.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, movie. Yeah, I well, and the the pills were also weird. So he, so here's the thing with okay, so maybe he's not cheating on her, but he did pull her out of rehab, which does seem bad. And then also, oh yeah, no good. He yeah. was giving her pills without her having a say in it or telling her what they were, and he was like, "So look, recovering alcoholic who didn't finish recovering." I'm gonna give you a handful of pills that are totally safe unless you have a drop of alcohol. That's she like does a...
1: multiple times before she kills herself too though.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, like bad roll of the sh- dice on pounding him.
1: Pounding drinks and like it's fine then, but then like the, the one yeah. moment that they need her to commit suicide, it's a problem. Uh, uh,
4: they also
3: I mean, he also didn't like I like this the first time she gets drunk backstage after she gets like the the package and is sort of like triggered by it, you know.
0: So uh, like, just to tell people blades. the story, so she, because of the, there had been the the miscarriage last year in Dallas. In Dallas, um, somebody before the show <laughs> sends her a very beautifully wrapped present. The inside of which is a bloody doll. That's like you killed me, you monster.
3: Yeah, and she she gets very. Drunk that night, and he he blames the opening act who was on stage at the time, (laughs) rather than being like, oh, I'm in charge. Oh shit, I forgot to take all that vodka off the writer. That was dumb. (laughs) Maybe I should have said, you know, make sure don't leave a bunch of vodka back here, and no brown M and M's. Those are the two (laughs) rules I was supposed to follow.
2: She needed one more person on staff. I feel like yeah, yeah,
0: literally anybody but him.
2: That wasn't like a husband or somebody she was sleeping with yeah. that wasn't trying to manage and possibly sleep with other people on the tour whose yeah. job was just like don't drink like just stand next to her and take alcohol away if it gets in too close
0: yeah yeah or maybe like someone because a stage hand brought in the package of the miscarriage the and and said it was just on the pile of packages so why did you pick that one Was that from the stagehand? Or did he just... He's like, you know what? It's like Christmas Eve. I want her to open one present before the show. (laughs) And he goes to the pile and just happened to grab the one not good present. What? what? It doesn't make any sense. You think that character in this
3: universe drinks every night thinking... I should have picked up the other package. <laughs> 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 if I had not done that, i still have a job. I mean, uh, and she'd be alive today.
0: I do wonder, that seems like the sort of thing, I don't know if, if her tour manager has the sort of power, but that does feel like the time when somebody gets fired.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah
0: in fact there were several times where i was like also
1: the boozy yeah yeah someone should have
0: gotten a bunch of people should have gotten fired for this
1: but there was that there was no space for them in the one bus and two vans (laughs) that were traveling around for this arena tour
0: did yeah did that bother you i was wondering about that (laughs) so explain the bus situation so
1: the bus situation is so annoying there's like so they have one bus with a trailer. Which if you're a, a, an arena size headliner, y- you have like ten trucks. You don't need a trailer behind right. you. Sure. And they made it like this cute point where like they were traveling together with their openers. But like their openers were just like gl- like blissfully sitting in a fifteen passenger van behind them. Yeah, where is point... all this fear coming from? Where is all your crew? What's happening here?
0: <laughs> it does seem like she had no crew, and she and straight. when she was on stage, there were like four backup singers and yeah. and a, a fiddle and a, the, the the guitar that fell over. There's like so <laughs> many instruments, and she they did. were not in the bus. They didn't get a bus.
3: He'll she did five thing. costume changes on her show at the end. Where <laughs> like, is she, how is she moving
0: those dresses? She's got one, you know? one trailer. She wasn't bringing an LD. Where was her lighting and sound people? Where were her front house people? Don't they sleep on the bus? Video
1: and no crew? Yeah.
0: No. Yeah, you yeah, have the video display. How so
2: annoying. <laughs> she travels with her costumes. I know that. She said travel with your costumes. So they she, were in the van. It was a
0: suggestion, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think the whole reason they did that, because it seems like, Tess, you've, on smaller tours, you've been on a bus Like, there are buses for the crew. Oh, for sure. But there was this moment that they set up for where uh, a gossip girl walks up to the beautiful bus and is like, Cool, I get to be on a bus. And they're like, It is beautiful. You don't think you're on this bus, do you? And then she has to go into a crappy van.
1: Yeah. Oh, man.
0: seems like Like you'd have two buses. Two buses. Yeah, and
1: in an arena tour also, like, you don't think your openers are going to be getting enough money to get a bus, really?
0: Yeah. Seems surprising. Yeah, it did seem like they'd be paid pretty handsomely for even the show that they only got to play one song at this arena. It still seems like a pretty good opening game. But he
3: can't afford earrings? Like, what? (laughs) I mean, the the tour did seem to come together awful fast for the two of the openers. You know, like uh... they're hired the
1: day before the first show. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had that as a comic, but it seems like for music, you might plan ahead.
2: And when you did that, was it the first day you'd ever started a song without having a panic attack on stage? Yeah, interesting enough,
0: I had never written jokes, and I'd never talked in front of people before. That's weird. (laughs) I
1: freaked out with 30 people in the audience, but like tens of thousands, (laughs) that's fine. We're
0: cool. Oh, man. that Okay, Anthony, you mentioned this in your opening, (laughs) but the singer who can't perform because of stage fright fright, (laughs) just seems like a weird trope for this part of the career. She's on an arena tour.
2: (laughs) That's so weird is very 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 strange
0: (sighs) and they they did my favorite thing slash least favorite thing which is any movie uh they did a press conference in the second half where um, (laughs) there's
2: so many people there (laughs) a lot of people at the
0: press conference which was pretty amazing but the during the press conference uh goop talks all the sound equipment is functioning great and then the nervous girl starts talking and the mic feeds back yep it's this... a
2: noise that your mouth makes when you're nervous. <laughs> exactly.
0: That's yeah. what movies would make you think is that <laughs> microphones feedback like dogs. They can smell fear. And they they feed back because you're afraid of them. <laughs> but I think this is the first time I've ever seen it where it's the second person at the microphone and now it's feeding back like they didn't fix that on the on the first. Oh man.
1: Her you could have ma- like a disgruntled sound guy though. Never know. Oh like, sure, yeah. Guy? He just oh, he turned girl? up feedback for her. <laughs>
0: yeah. Also, her—I st- mean—her story makes no sense to me. So they keep saying that she was like, she was miss, was she miss text? Dallas? Miss Dallas? That's so googlable.
2: So, so I—I <laughs> I kind of missed the reveal that she wasn't. She wasn't at all.
0: No, she Maybe. said. I think they said on a, on the bus there because they were talking about like you got to get out in front of your, your past. Um, yeah. Because you'd lied about. it. I thought for sure she didn't. Didn't she say at one point yeah. I was never Miss Dallas? Yep. Oh. Okay. Thought, she was
1: trying to like reveal this to Pirate Rise. Yeah, to G.
0: Yeah.
2: The the one thing this movie did interest in an interesting way was when anything important happened, it didn't seem that important.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't seem important to me because I was vacuuming, but to I thought maybe yeah. you guys be more obvious. <laughs>
2: Well, no, I mean, like, I feel like the switch between this guy is maybe her sponsor, and no, this guy's just having sex with her and is actually maybe just using her to get famous. Like, that uh, just kind of subtly happened But didn't at some want point. to be
0: famous because he's a real artist. I just oh, don't...
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, he didn't want to be famous. He didn't want to sing with another person, even though that's literally, like, how... What you're... What is... How... What a... <laughs>
0: All right, uh, just to keep we got to keep moving, but I do want to talk real quick about the actual music because, um, I, I it's really good. Well, uh, I know Country Strong was the top of the uh, country music charts for a period of time after this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I so they they, and that seems like the way you would make this movie, right? Is to create a fake country star like the Monkees were a fake band, you know? Like it feels like this was to set up this all the music as well, so you could have all this crossover you know multi-channel marketing for this but uh I do not I'm not a, a country music person enough I don't think any of the three of you are big country music people but maybe you know more than me I guess was she good was the opener good was PRG any good what was the what was it, your feelings about I think the music? they
2: were supposed to be good um, <laughs> I think sure. that was what the impression we were supposed to get out of it was they didn't like sing badly
0: um his uh...
1: voice bummed me out though for sure <laughs>
4: yeah
0: uh wh- why what was it about his voice that you hated
1: i don't know it just like lo- it didn't it didn't match his his goatee uh, i'm not sure yeah it he was weird
0: <laughs> it was the goatee that, that really like ruined his voice here. for you was seeing it come out of a goatee <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, the,
1: the lip singing was really bad i mean
3: lip-syncing is always hard to do but in this movie i thought it looked
1: did any of them actually do their, their own I, singing? I
0: believe Goop actually recorded the song. I don't know if she, like, for the radio.
1: Because Meester has also performed on, like, pop music tracks before. So I wasn't yeah, I would sure assume if she that she'd singing.
0: be good at it. Um, I believe that PRG can't do anything. I thought he was the one who had never, like, he took voice lessons for this for the first time. Mm. Um. Let's see. Uh, title track was recorded by Paltrow and released uh, as a single to Country Radio in 2010. Gotcha. Country artist Sarah Evans' single, A Little Bit Stronger, is featured on the film's soundtrack. Um,
1: One of the songs was actually uh, like nominated for a uh, an Oscar for, yeah, uh, for a golden best, globe. Yeah, best Original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for Best Original Song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Which, uh, ended up
1: losing out to Toy Story 3, which I think is great. Oh, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't remember Uh, the songs in toy story 3 but i remember enjoying the movie so that's pretty good you can
2: just assume that it's randy newman right well was uh, that when somebody loved me that's
1: two that's two Uh,
0: yeah uh we belong together Hmm. see doesn't even
1: yeah it doesn't even ring a bell
0: uh yeah you don't even know the song and it won best original it is randy newman though um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
2: had uh, like a visceral, emotional, physical reaction to the the falling in love song being "You're gonna give in to me, I'm gonna get you, oh, I'm gonna yeah. wear you down." Yep. Oh my like, god, it hurt I'm gonna everything wear you about. Oh <laughs> god, that's the song they wrote together, I guess.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: uh, it's just like, well, everybody else here is shitty, and once they're all dead, you have to sleep with me. <laughs>
1: I guess, since you've been pursuing me for this long. But I didn't –
0: it didn't feel like anybody actually pursued anybody either. They were just all mean to each other.
2: I'm going to bully you and sit next to you. I was going to
1: say proximity. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure – I've not toured in a bus, but I'm guessing proximity is helpful at facilitating relationships.
3: I mean, like, he does – like, who who else is she going to fall in love with? like the other scumbags in his band like these every time they cut to them they were always all five of them standing together looking like jokes you know and what's
0: and they never spoke so they didn't get paid much to be in this movie they were just quiet thugs the whole time (laughs) getting paid extra salary to be hanging out with holding a guitar
2: i just as a musician i was really curious about like the bands were clearly bands, at least when the ones that were on stage. Was his band also like a real set of musicians that they allowed to sit in a van as well,
0: so they oh, could pretend to be acting? Interesting. The old Ringo Starr move. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't even think I included that conversation. I might have. We'll see. I don't know, I if, I, I don't know if I recorded it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that. But he didn't like. He wasn't like playing with his band when they showed him by himself he was like he had a band but it seemed like he just walked anywhere it didn't seem like he was like and your band gets to go on tour because then it seems like there'd be a scene where he's like look i slept with this lady in rehab and now (laughs) we're gonna do an arena tour and i don't want to be there and also i'm going to do everything i can to sabotage this tour and then the band would be like sweet like i mean there should have been a conversation somewhere
1: it's, yeah, it, it did feel- seem like they didn't even know each other. Yeah. Th-
2: this movie feels like, and this is just my head of knowing p- screenwriters, this movie feels like it was rewritten to be a completely different thing that was supposed to be, and I don't know where it started.
0: <laughs> I, rem- If I remember correctly, and I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but I believe it was originally written by somebody who was working with musicians who had never written anything before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the girl like-
2: who wrote it actually also directed it, and oh. her story sounds cool and i want to be her and i think she did a a good job
0: feisty yeah
2: i think this may have been the first movie she wrote directed but it it just seems like the movie maybe started out being about one character and then they cast tim McGraw and gwyneth paltrow and they were like you need more scenes for tim McGraw and gwyneth paltrow
0: (laughs) man Uh, it does seem like the industry is like always self sabotaging (laughs) yeah uh i thought i mean i thought somebody had suggested this movie while it was uh while they were on tour with a band. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Okay, great, sorry. Uh Shana Fest was uh working as a nanny for Toby Maguire, caring <laughs> for his daughter when she wrote the screenplay country song. So I was wrong, it was Toby Maguire. That's why Toby was a producer on it. <laughs> yeah. Tess and I were talking about this or We were texting about it. It's like, why is Toby Maguire involved in this? And it's because <laughs> his nanny wrote and directed it. <laughs> what? ah that's weird hollywood okay so but that's i i missed i missed that i thought it was uh, a a musician but it was not she was just working i thought she was like nannying for a musician but it was not for for toby mcguire uh then it makes no sense i have no explanation why is that even happening (laughs) Uh, i will tell you something fun though uh in the uh last song gwyneth paltrow is using a countryman mic and that seems appropriate Mm. yeah she's a country person she's a country person (laughs)
3: a, a country strong post. Oh.
0: <laughs> I don't know even know what that means. Uh, so Do you guys like? Do any of you like country music at all? Do you have some country in you? Because I feel like that's maybe a booking mistake on my part that I didn't get anyone who likes country music.
2: Um, I grew up in Kentucky. I, I have nothing against country music, and I've been to the Grand Ole Opry and stuff like that. It's not like what I listen to, because you know, pop country songs aren't worth a
4: damn. <laughs> yes. as, yeah, as our
2: friend says in the movie, um, it's not my favorite, just for like political messages usually but i yeah. like country
0: music you don't you don't I think the country should be strong you want us to be weak
2: yeah i think the country should be weak you want
0: us to be run by by north well Korea. i want
2: a a large government a large weak government
0: country you
3: want... a large country big big government <laughs> big, big, big country weak. so you're talking you're a big fan of country yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying i yeah. get it Yeah. Haters.
4: Haters. and i made myself so easy to
0: love
4: yeah. Yeah. all
0: right uh, so now we have to take a break we have to uh, to thank our sponsor you guys we have a brand new meat buddy so our sponsor for the episode is jess but we also have a brand new meat buddy that we need to thank our meat buddy today is cherusula from germany uh, emphasis on syllables one and three and i know i got that wrong but i did my best Um, Sharushila. It's it's Sanskrit originally, and I am not great with my Sanskrit pronunciation, but I did my best. Normally, I try to mispronounce things so that I don't have to worry about whether or not I got it right, but I wanted to put in some effort. So hopefully that's good enough. Anyway. um, uh, (laughs) Oh, apparently I did mispronounce uh, her name earlier on the show too when she wrote in for top five back in the day. So... Anyway, uh, but uh, Cherusula sent in Two Truths and a Lie. So thank you for becoming a Meat Buddy. Uh, Any donations really help us keep the show going. And so one of the ways we like to thank our Meat Buddies is by playing Two Truths and a Lie with them. So I'm going to read you, panel, three statements from Cherushula, And you guys have to determine which one is the lie. Two Truths and a Lie. And I actually have the answer to this, although I haven't looked at it yet. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Number one, I was in a professional production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh my God. Number two, I've been swimming in the Amazon River. And number three, I have a PhD in ancient Indian history. Two Ooh. truths and a lie. This... this is
2: easier when you can look into the person's eyes and see whether they seem like a Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat kind of person. Yeah, so now you have or at least
0: but instead of you... Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I have not, no information, uh, but what we can, what you can do is you can play sort of combinations, right? Which of these two make sense together? Which, oh, like, what yeah. two things could a person have done that make the other one feel like an outlier? Like, could you be an actor who swam in the river? Maybe. Could you be an actor with also a PhD? That seems unlikely. Although I was a profession, I was in a professional production, is so vague that yeah, it makes me. Yeah, it seems me-
2: very specific to to work it around. That feels real.
0: Yeah, that feels like maybe like. You were two, and you were like an extra like I'm not an extra, you're a baby, but you were like in a you're a baby in in swaddling clothes at some point on on that <laughs> it just it feels like if you were like I was Joseph, you would have said that you know mhm I also feel like this could always it comes down to like
3: she could have be, actually been in Jesus Christ Superstar, and that's why sure sure lot, sure there's always know? the moder-
0: the minor lie, yeah,
2: yeah, it's a good way to do it.
0: Alright, well everyone has to take a stand now. Uh, I'm gonna say
2: PhD is fake. Uh
0: PhD is fake. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna oh, sorry, Anthony, go.
3: I'm gonna go PhD fake as well, because I think like being in a production and swimming in the Amazon River, that seems <laughs> likely. Uh
0: yeah, those do seem like they could have some, some things in common for sure. Uh what was your reasoning, Angela? Why did you say no PhD in ancient history? Ancient Indian history?
2: uh similar
1: reasons okay
0: good (laughs) perfect uh teresa what do you think sorry tess
1: uh i was gonna say swimming in the amazon river just to uh counter
0: i mean that's the one that i my heart wants to be true i guess of the three of these that's (laughs) my favorite story are can you okay dumb question can you swim in the amazon river like isn't it big and fast moving wouldn't you die
3: It's a pretty big river. I don't think the whole thing is big and fast moving.
0: Could you? I mean, Uh, weren't there alligators everywhere?
2: Yes, there are alligators literally everywhere.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And those anacondas. I saw this one documentary once (laughs) about a film crew that went down the Amazon River.
0: All right, I. Yeah, I definitely believe Joseph because of the technical technical way it's written. I want to say that the swimming is a lie because that sounds like you're dead. You're dead. So we have two <laughs> votes for swimming and two votes for Ancient in New History. Uh, all right, let me open this email. The PDF is titled, They Are All True. Okay, wait a second. Cheating. That would be so cheating. Uh, okay, no, that was just a title. Good. Ooh, <laughs> good job. Distracting. Okay, number three is The Lie. Nice job, Anthony and Angela.
3: Yeah. <laughs> if you got a PhD, you're hitting those books, not learning your lines, you know?
0: she has a phd in chemistry
2: oh <laughs> that makes sense that That's makes sense amazing. Well, because like, if you do a chemistry you'd go to the river to do something sure right?
0: sure and you'd go to the and sh- the chemistry is what creates the the amazing colors on that dream coat absolutely <laughs> uh i was so bummed when i saw that it said that they were all true that would be like you just break the show
1: was a really good fake
0: out. Yeah, my my and thank yeah, but thank you for actually hiding it from me. All right, my favorite place to listen to your podcast is actually while I'm in the lab setting up and running experiments because I listen distractedly. I'm one of those weirdos that listens to the show over and over and over again. It, not weirdos, you're one of those very uh easily monetized listeners. <laughs> you're the one we can sell all that great advertising to. Um but we've kept you company through a lot of science over the last 8 years. Um and thank you for helping with the PhD, postdoc and present job. Oh, that's so sweet. um there's also a complimentary message attached to here and it says uh you're welcome to read it on air but since it's complimentary i worry you won't so you're right i won't yeah i don't like to read compliments i i mean i I don't know do a lot of podcasts read like every nice thing you send in i feel like because like if i listen to a show and they're like hey love the show anyway here's my question i always feel like why did you include that is that just to tell me how great you are are you that self-conscious about your show
3: I go to other places on the internet to see people masturbate, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: podcast. It's not the podcast that you are ho- co-hosting. It's not that. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: not where. I, that's <laughs> not where I need to head to find that on on the worldwide webs.
0: Well, all you guys need to know is there's at least one person out there who has complimented us, but I will not tell you how. Oh. Anyway, Tell me off the air. I will. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> thank you for becoming a Meat Buddy. You too can become a Meat Buddy. Go to read-sweep.com slash Meat Buddies. And even a small donation will help go a long way. Plus, it allows you to uh, play this amazing game. And it allows you to vote in our, in our uh, secret Meat Buddy voting group where you get to uh, help pick upcoming topics, uh, including the Rocktober. Mostly movies and, and shows and things selected by our Meat Buddies. So read-sweep.com slash Meat Buddies. And thank you to Charushila. For becoming a meat buddy That was probably close Meat Buddies 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 Meat Buddies
1: We're going into the lightning Lightning bonus round Here
0: we go For a lightning bonus round Uh oh Lightning uh bonus round (laughs) No one has ever been that concerned about it (laughs) Angela it's going to be okay I don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be fine. So, Lightning Bonus Round is just our mini game segment where we. Uh, it's not even games. It's just questions that are inspired by, but not necessarily about the movie. So, um, the first question I wanted to ask uh, is from Meet Buddy Holly, who uh, went to read.com slash next, where you can see what our upcoming topics are and ask questions. And Holly asked um, So, this movie definitely brought to light the country versus country pop rivalry around the time of Taylor Swift's arrival on the scene, and the issue mm-hmm. it caused. For then, then mega famous singers like Maria Lambert, Shania Twain, etc. What music rivalries would you like to see memorialized on the screen? So I guess this could be never good musicians, or it could be like genres of music because that's what I want. Like I, I would enjoy pop punk versus real punk. I think that like the pop (laughs) versus anything is really funny. Sure. Um, because I, I mean pop punk, I find endlessly amusing because it's like that style of guitar, like that grungy guitar sound, but through very expensive equipment just makes me giggle. <laughs> it's like this is a twenty five thousand dollar amp, uh, and you are just playing garbage through it. I don't know, it's just really <laughs> just... fun. The
3: story of Green Day's Dookie Tour. <laughs> <laughs> the inherent contradictions. In it.
0: Uh, yeah, that's fun. Yeah,
1: punk is supposed to be anti-establishment, and then you're like, yeah. nope, just kidding. Yeah, I love punk.
0: AEG is getting so much money out of this. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would like to see, especially the scene where the whole Green Day band has to sleep with that guy from Austin to get in there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of... Uh nerd parody bands i feel like i would love to see like a melodramatic movie about the rivalries inside the everybody trying to be weird al
0: scene why are you not writing this movie (laughs) i'm I'm gonna write it down you have all these friends who are screenwriters
4: yeah (laughs) bring somebody
0: in oh i love that idea i love a a very serious movie about a very silly rivalry i think is really great i was trying to think of it like because i i would love there to be a rivalry between weird al and like who the next Weird Al is, but it does feel like there's some space in the nerd parody yeah. band between Weird Al and anybody else.
2: Oh, there's I mean, so I, many. It's
3: so I funny. I've always thought Weird Al, like, I have a lot
0: of respect for Weird Al. Sure.
3: Uh, I, I've always felt like, is it lonely for him on the mountaintop? Because, like, no one... No one does what he does, right? Yeah. So, so, like, other people do it, but there's no one close to, like, the level of success of this. He's just, like, yeah. looking around like... Why doesn't anyone else like to do what I do? Why isn't anyone else known
0: for this? Is it
3: because no one else can play the accordion that well? Is
0: it that? <laughs> yeah.
3: Is it the polkas? Is that what it, the
0: separates him from everybody else? I think him and Steve Martin should both hang out because both like the polkas and Steve Martin's banjo feel like the same. Like I had a comedy career just to get to seriously play this instrument. No one likes. That was the whole mm. arc of their lives was to get to the place where they could play this terrible instrument.
3: Like Woody Allen and the clarinet. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Woody Allen's a big clarinet player. He, he travels with like a weird jazz band.
0: This sounds like a joke. This is not a joke? No,
3: that's true. You can look it up. Woody Allen.
0: Oh, man. A really good clarinet player. All right, the three of them hanging out, talking about playing weird instruments. I don't instruments. want Woody Allen
3: hanging out with those two. That's <laughs> no. Weird <laughs> <They're laughs> Al is pure
2: and beautiful. <laughs> yeah,
0: <that> was... <laughs> uh, weird uh, Al is uh, the first big concert I ever went to.
2: Of course. Yeah, He's so good. A, a, a friend of mine who is in a nerd parody band wrote a song, a parody of Let It Go from Frozen um, about John luc Picard called Make It So.
4: Uh-huh. Um,
2: and Weird Al was interviewed saying that he was going to do the exact same thing and then found it on YouTube and had to stop. And it was like a big it was a big thing Whoa. on the message boards I'm part of. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I like real specialized message boards. <laughs> what are those fights like? yeah oh god wait so was he bummed or was he like he really respected that group
2: uh it was it was just like in the interview well because it was back when oh i know too much about this but his record label (laughs) contract was ending and he was kind of you know in a positive way but he was like well the bad thing about being who i am is that things move so fast these days yeah. that by the time i get to a record things have either already been done or no longer relevant right um and that was the example because it's um because he can't just put stuff stuff on youtube which is where comedy music really is these days but now he can interesting.
0: yeah interesting and now I, his
2: record label contract's done so he can do whatever he wants it's nice
0: i oh okay so now he could go he can race you to youtube for your great parody idea
2: yeah Watch out, everybody. Weird Al's back. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: oh, man. that's a, I try not... like With jokes, I, uh, I try not to Google it, because every time I have a good idea, it's probably been done, and it would just keep me from ever <laughs> writing anything. Yeah. But if you're Weird Al and you do that song, someone else is going to be like, sue you, because they wrote that song a week earlier. Yeah. Hmm. Man, that's tough. I feel bad for Weird Al. Okay, so I want to watch this movie, then. I want it to be... Can it be your band versus Weird Al? You're both at the yeah. tops of your games.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm writing a spec right now. I'll throw it out. I'll do this one. Put it Sounds in there. Great.
0: Put it in there. Uh, all right. So the second thing I wanted to do uh, is, I guess I just wanted to ask some tour related questions. So we mentioned the buses earlier, uh, but all of us have done tour have toured in some fashion um, at various levels. Um, I would say, obviously, uh, Tess and Angela have done the most extensive touring and probably in different sizes. Tess seems like you spend the most time in buses of any of us. Um, but I guess I just wanted to kind of like th- talk about this from the point of view of like some other touring things besides the the bus so I guess kind of like tour related questions so my first question is have any of you been at a show where the headliner gave up one song or so yet, or like or a few jokes in where the headliner just left and couldn't finish a show
2: no I love that there they, There was a, I guess the second gig in this movie she just never went on stage like yeah people were okay with that like that's weird other
1: than the one dude who was fool me once
2: (laughs) yeah
0: fool me once shame on you or or shame on me fool me twice sleep with it doesn't matter Um, (laughs) he had a Uh, weird point of view about that yep
3: when i used to perform in metal bands i had we had a band show stop one time because the headline was uh fog machine got out of control oh and
1: that's a real what? that's a real concern
3: flooded the venue it was like a small what? little punk venue and uh we were on this small local big it was like uh there's a Treyu. you i don't know if you ever heard of them they were like a um, screamo medical bands like right when their first album was coming out we got like a small gig on this show and uh they came out and they had like these smoke machines just roaring and it was in the old Meow Mail in Portland, Oregon, which is this really small little punk venue. Sure. And it just – it it was like uh, – It's like you couldn't breathe? You couldn't breathe. You could not see <laughs> at a certain point. And you they to had belly to belly
0: crawl out of there?
3: Yeah, they had to stop like halfway through the second song, air out the venue. <laughs> uh, everyone went so... outside. And then they went back in, and You had a less spooky version of this show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like on some level, like just unplug it. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, what are you
0: doing? They're not very well ventilated sometimes.
3: Because I mean, it was, it was just one of those like the thing is like it happened so slowly and steadily
0: that you didn't even like notice that you. It's the thing, you yeah, before, that's the way a fog machine kills you secretly. <laughs> it's one of those
3: like you know they come out. They have like a big like quiet audio thing as like the music, the smoke's just pouring out. And after some point, you just start hearing people coughing, and you can't see anything anymore. That was great.
0: I've been to shows where, like the the headlining, I've watched shows where, like the headlining band played a like real embarrassingly short set and seemed mad, and then left, and everybody was disappointed. But never one song and some drunk talking short. Um, Yeah,
2: I've been on shows that run late, and the way. the way that they cut it is by shortening somebody's set that sure. is real pissed about it. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. They shorten my set sometimes and I'm mad.
0: Have you have you seen somebody uh refuse to go on in any situation? Mm. I, yeah, see, okay, I'm surprised. The fact that the four of us have never been to a show where somebody refused to go on uh makes me think this doesn't happen very often.
1: We did a show in um at a, a six flags once where every time a roller coaster went by there was this massive buzz in the pa and so the, the band like th- said that they weren't going to play until they turned off the roller coaster but that was pretty much the closest thing to a uh, to play
0: yeah so did they did it work they got the roller coaster turned off
1: yeah they had to like they had to wait until like like 30 minutes before the show because they were like we can't turn it off now this is ridiculous so we didn't get to sound check but that's pretty rad eventually they turned it off
0: (laughs) that's pretty good I I mean that seems like a very reasonable request I guess Mm -hmm. it's like this show does not I mean not one that we could make at my level but like (laughs) at your level they should be able to say I would like the roller coaster to turn off um yeah, I just, the idea of somebody being, like, incapable of I mean, it must happen. I have I mean, I've had shows, I've seen shows get canceled because, like, a performer is sick or something, and that could be a lie, it could be drunk or misbehaving, I guess, but never once you're already in the arena.
2: No, I've Am wanted I mean, to not go on stage before, but, you know. yeah,
0: Yeah, I've been to a lot of shows where I didn't go on because zero people showed up. <laughs> that I've experienced, where well, I've, I've had the audience cancel on me.
2: Yeah, that's where's that movie (laughs) it's just about an audience member the The one audience
0: movie ever (laughs) oh man yeah the audience member is having all this relationship trouble and starts drinking and so she decides to skip the show and she was the only person who had bought a ticket and so it gets canceled (laughs) it's tough
2: what's the what's the smallest number of people you've done a show for
0: uh i mean definitely one I've i've yeah um which is the smallest I think you can do. Um, yes, pretty small. I did a show I, when I was, I used to be in a, a sketch group and we, we were traveling for a while. We were on tour and we did a show in Los Angeles and it was, there were four of us in the group and the only person at the show was the theater owner. His girlfriend mm-hmm. came in in the middle and then left again. So there were I, one up to two, but he was the only person in the show. But uh, like one of our first sketches involved uh, one of us, Planted in the audience and then surprise coming out of the audience.
2: Yes. So there were oh just
0: there were God. two people sitting in the audience, one in matching costume to the people on stage, and one the theater <laughs> owner. And we did the show. We did the whole show, and, and he sat right next to the theater owner and was like, "I'm not just, I'm just, just pretend I'm, not, I'm just, just be cool, man. Just be cool. I'm not in the show at all. Just saying I'm just a normal. Thanks for the ticket. Nice place you got here. Wait a second. I have a problem with this sketch. It was was pretty great. You've done a show for one person, I assume. Angela? Yes.
2: We are... Last year, we did a tour and we had... I decided that every show... Every city we played in, we had to have a kids show. Oh. Um, That's nice. And so we we did two shows in Chicago one day so that one of them could be all ages. Um, And people came to both of those. And one of them was live stream or something. And then we had to drive all night to get to boston oh no i guess toronto but anyway we had to drive all night literally to get to boston like we had to it was whatever 10 hours or something because we had an afternoon show because it was for kids uh-huh. and it was a little girl and her dad it was Aww. just these two
4: people
2: we were so tired and so grumpy
0: but the right we... she had the best show of her goddamn life
2: <laughs> she, she was pretty good she wasn't like as like participatory as would have been really fun but because i mean it was awkward it was like four (laughs) people in a room uh but it was pretty great we we i think we ended up periscoping it or something like that so i felt like i was playing for more than one person well that
0: is the key yeah yeah i've never periscoped it but i've done a couple shows at this casino uh in washington state where there are maybe five audience members but they still do multiple cameras onto big screens behind you Oh, no. so there's five people <laughs> but i can see that i'm on tv behind me no it helps because if there was just five people i would feel bad but when it's that film like that i get to pretend i'm on national television i'm like people at home are really <laughs> having a good time i'm performing yeah. for the camera not for these guys
3: the country oh. has seen me embarrass myself in front of five people <laughs> it's great
0: it's a you much mean better see fantasy. me crush in front of five yeah. people
3: I've definitely played in a room of
2: 500 people who are not watching us, and but I know that our music is being piped out throughout. It was an aquarium, like the whole aquarium could hear what we were doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were playing, we were getting nothing back, but there were like three
0: um, aquarium volunteers who were really into the shit. Anthony, <laughs> Anthony runs a show in an arcade where it's kind of hard to hear sometimes if you're close to the show, but it's on all the speakers and it's really clearly audible in the bathrooms. Oh, yeah. So, so if you really want to have done that show and had like felt like i was getting nothing and then someone later was like man i was in the bathroom great set
3: <laughs> you really got me through some stuff in there but
0: <laughs> yeah it's a weird mixed compliment but i'll still take it yeah. uh tess what's like the worst turnout you've had for a show because you play big rooms mostly
1: mostly but we always joke around about having like a minimum so like if there are fewer than 30 people here we won't sure, do a show, yeah. but then we always end up doing it um because you get I've more done, than 30 like i mean or not you still can't i mean right it's, it's bad press to, to cancel
4: sure show. i mean
0: my and i mean it's probably i don't know you could do an intimate show it's probably even easier as a band because like the song's going to be the same basically except for your energy but you could just be like we're going to do an intimate version of the song play a little slower and just look at you more but like there's <laughs> yeah, always like on the bachelor a lot more
1: awkward, yeah, awkward eye contact, yeah
0: yeah but there's always that scene in the bachelor where they're like walking along on their date and then they open a door and it's like my favorite band is playing for just us so like yeah. you can do it
1: my friends have done that but like bands that i've worked with have done that show like and a, it's so weird
4: oh it
0: seems weird it it's does so that weird. seems weird because they're like making out during it and you're like yeah. look there's i i can see you there's just the two of us and <laughs> you're well lit as literally well no one here
1: <laughs> do they do they play live how do they do that because
2: um, you don't get to play live if you're on tv
1: I think for those, they usually do. Because it's a but fake game. Yeah. You have to be for the that. magic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I've, don't know. I think L- I may have told L- lip
1: sync. lip syncing for video
0: is so hard. Yeah. I believe it. That's not yeah. a thing I've gotten to do. When I've been broadcast, it's been throughout the whole uh, casino, and I could see my lips, so I didn't have to sync it. It's, <laughs> just, it's right there. I think I actually, I think I told the story. I can't remember telling the story in the podcast, but. Um, uh Tess used to work for Andrew McMahon and they were playing in Portland like really near my house and I came over to hang out during soundcheck and something had like like their soundboard blew up or something and so instead of a brief soundcheck they just played the entire set (laughs) while they reset all the sound and so it was just like four people carrying shit and the sound person and me and I just watched them play a whole set for just nobody for me and it was goddamn magical it was like the <laughs> it was my it's one of my favorite like music experiences that i've ever had and i really love andrew mcmahon now because i felt like because that show I, I felt like i don't know just connected with better than any other show. it was so weird <laughs> middle of the afternoon bright lights outside no tech just they just played an entire 45 minute set for me and it was great so
1: did that's you, what it did takes you clap? You to get a van to be a van
0: yeah that's what you do for each person and he'll get a huge following yeah, uh, I did not clap. I felt like that seemed uh, unprofessional.
1: Yeah, no, I was just I was curious.
0: <laughs> but Tess, next time you bump into him, tell him that that changed that changed my life.
3: Yeah, I will for sure. It's really
0: good. It's really good. <laughs> uh, really
3: been gone into a lot of debt paying for a lot of private shows. <laughs>
0: <Right. laughs> just Angela, chasing that dragon. You've done birthday parties, right, Angela? Where it's like made up meant a lot to a small group of people.
2: Yeah, we did a wedding. Um, yeah. people try to get us to play weddings and we're like you don't you don't want us to do that it's <laughs> not what you want we've uh, we done birthday par- yeah we've done birthday parties get, like, birthday a- parties are usually better because it's um, usually people's friends that right. do like us whereas a wedding is like my parents are here and uh, they would really rather they- we just do <laughs> a, a DJ, wedding yeah
0: um, didn't you do like a you did a bar mitzvah in Texas fairly recently oh my god
2: that was incredible um like the actual show was super weird because there were like we were in the block room and so there were a bunch of like teens and little kids who were building stuff with blocks and being really loud like right in front of us and yelling at each other and then carrying we were like please move the blocks back there so that you aren't right in front of us and so then they were (laughs) they were bucket brigading blocks like really loudly during our set to the back (laughs) um but the show itself, like the, it was an amazing bar mitzvah. It was at a science museum, and everyone was oh. in costume, like oh. cosplay. And the the little boy was he loved us so much. Um, it was a really beautiful experience. Oh, like a feminist thirteen year old. Oh so man, that's cute. awesome.
0: Uh, yeah, an- Anthony, I want to. I guess really quick before we move on, because we got to get moving. But I do want to hear your worst show as a comic. Oh, I'm sure God. you've been asked this before. What's the What's the worst show you've done?
3: Uh when I, I probably the worst I, I can remember. The one I always like I've probably done worse in terms of attendance and stuff like that. But the one that always stands out in my mind is I did I was doing when I like probably like six, seven months into stand up there was a really bad local comedy contest that was ran by oh, a yeah. local here in town. And it was supposed to be Portland's funniest posting contest, but like all major city contests, none of the shows took place in Portland.
4: Yeah. They were
3: all at like Dive Burrows and Gresham. And I did this one set to like this packed, terrible diver, uh, and I got nothing. I don't know what. I said something at the beginning of my set, and immediately just everyone hated me for the rest of it. <laughs>
0: uh, and the only yeah, big yeah. laugh... I do remember when you were first starting, you you used to open by saying uh there is no god and football is a bad sport and then you just go from there <laughs> it was weird and I would just, just take a knee and just sort of yeah. let it happen uh, real, you know i was i was ahead of the curve you used problem. to yeah you tear a flag in half feet. like a strongman yeah. activity with a phone book but just a flag and then not talk about it you just do comedy <laughs> about turtles and stuff
3: um and I, the only big laugh that happened my entire set is right as I, I finished, a guy looked over and leaned over to his wife and tried to whisper, but it was so quiet that the whole room could hear. He just went, that guy, uh, that guy really sucked, didn't he? <laughs> and everyone, everyone just erupted. That's so I funny. Just left there, I was just like left there like, cool. <laughs> I just, I ended up getting second place in that contest overall. So yeah. I did pretty good but yeah it really
0: that i love really that because it's not heckling phone. he was like he wasn't trying to talk to you no. he's just <laughs> didn't have an indoor voice
2: <laughs> that's beautiful
0: That's oh, so sad all right well if you want to play lightning bonus if you want to ask us questions uh for that are related to uh upcoming topics go to readdishweep.com slash next all right now to get us out of here it's time for our minor compliment we're gonna go in reverse order so we all have, have to say one more nice thing about country strong tess you're up first what's your last nice thing you're gonna say about this movie
1: um, I really enjoyed uh, Leighton Meester's makeup, hmm. which is weird because I hated Gwyneth Paltrow's makeup so much that I think it just it made Leighton Meester's look so, like, actually professionally done. I mean, I
0: enjoyed her. I, her character didn't make a ton of sense, but I enjoy her on screen. I think she was funny sometimes. I thought she'd, like, yeah, yeah she, I thought she was neat. I don't, yeah. I guess I couldn't tell you why the makeup was good or not, but. I mean, she was supposed to look, like, healthier than Gwyneth, so maybe that was yeah, part of it.
1: put together a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. She had to make up for the fact that her name was Chiles.
0: I just, okay, so I have been calling her <laughs> Gossip Girl, because that's how I remember in my head, but I had pulled up the Wikipedia to look something else up, and it kept referring to Chiles, and I was like, that's not a person in this movie. <laughs> her, name Childs?
1: her name was Chiles? Her name was Chiles. What? Yeah. That's
0: not a real name. Sorry Child. to all the Childs out there listening to the show.
1: Well, and if you Google like Childs as like trying to figure out if that's like a real name or not, uh-huh. it just comes up with chilies.
0: Well, that's <laughs> right. right. So you're you said Chiles when I was looking at the the Wikipedia in my head, I was saying chilies. <laughs> I was just like, man, pirate Ryan Gosling is going to get unlimited fries apparently, because yep. he's hanging uh-huh. out with Chili's all the time. Yep. Chili's performance nearly falls apart when yeah, <laughs> when they bring right after the onion. Yep uh <laughs> awesome. all right uh my minor compliment well actually okay so two things first um i'm going to use this as an opportunity to recommend another podcast because i've been listening to tess i made you listen to this already but i've been listening to switched on pop recently which is a podcast about pop music and it's my favorite thing in the world right now it's a musicologist and a songwriter who really like pop music and they pick a song or a couple songs on a theme and they break them down in this music nerd but also very fun. And I'm not a music nerd. I just like, I feel like I'm learning stuff all the time about chord progressions, but like (laughs) they'll, uh, they'll take a song. They'll be like, all right, here's Despacito and here's why it's working. Uh, And they'll, and they, they know a ton of stuff and they'll be like, well, here's this chord progression and here's how they're changing it. And here's like four other songs use that same, and they have the little keyboard and they'll play like, here's those chords underlying this. And then anyway, it's great. It's so good. And I've learned so much. I I originally found it because I was like reading about Despacito and somebody referenced this podcast. But they are terrific, and they have done some really, really great stuff. So uh, it's just if if you're interested in in music at all, especially pop music, it's just really fun, uh, and it's great like a new way to learn something. I like them. Switched on pop, that's my bonus compliment. But my real compliment for the movie. So bullshit, bull true is a great line of dial- a great exchange. <laughs> it's the second best exchange of two lines of dialogue in this movie. My favorite exchange is, I just got one of those bri- Brazilian bikini waxes well i just took an ambian see you in eight hours <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite i so good and i don't know what that was trying to show us like i guess it was like their relationship is not working sexually right now either and she's trying harder than he is but like i don't know if you just took an ambian doesn't that mean you have like an hour of kind of fun weird visions like have sex during that and then go to sleep <laughs> weirdo um anyway i just thought that was a great like it just seems like a good come anytime someone asks you to do something you don't want to do you could just say i took an ambient i'll see you in eight hours (laughs) this is really fun angela minor compliment
2: uh i liked gwyneth Paltrow's concert at the end at least like the costumes i'd go i'd go to that show (laughs) uh not if i knew she was gonna kill herself afterwards but like the i thought it was like it kept getting weirder like she was, I was like, "You're wearing a denim mini dress now and singing about if you got it flaunted." It. Okay, that's fine. I <laughs> yeah, mean if you've
0: got denim, weird flaunted.
1: Also, mini mini skirt on a an elevated stage seems questionable,
2: yeah.
0: though.
1: Right? Oh, absolutely.
2: Well, I I mean, I've had those problems before. You get shorts and then you'll yeah, find. Well, but
1: yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Still, um, uh, it did seem I fun. And and if you knew she was going to kill herself afterwards, you should go because you're yeah. not going to get to go next uh, week.
2: That's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It just, I don't, Gwyneth Paltrow is not a convincing country music star to me. So the, how much time they spent showing that concert was kind of remarkable. Yeah, it me. was.
0: It was ballsy. I like that about it. I, yeah. And I, I mean, I thought country song was strong was like a real cheesy song, but also it like, I don't know, kind of worked. And I liked the big screen display when it wasn't just flags.
1: Yeah on the on the end concert they didn't do like a cheesy flag drop. Yeah. So like it seemed I like laughed, that was actually
2: I laughed so hard cuz the it, movie it, is so distant from reality and then that happens It's like <laughs> what the hell is happening.
0: The the huge so it's it's like on stage it looks like, you know, like a weird rally but they drop two giant like unravel two giant flags the size of the whole stage. It was a well, lot she's like struggling the way
1: to perform.
0: <laughs> it's a lot like the way Anthony used to open his comedy but backwards. <laughs>
2: I feel like it's probably accurate to country shows. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that uh,
0: happens. Country yeah. shows.
2: We love, like, like at a, you know, a Katy Perry show, where it's like, we all agree we like butts and <laughs> flowers. They're like, we agree we love the flag. Good work.
0: Do they? Yeah. Does I haven't been to a Katy Perry, Perry concert as much as I would enjoy it. Uh, does she unra- unravel a lot of butts? Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of butts and emojis and stuff. Huh. I can go behind well, that, sure. Anthony. What's your minor compliment for Country Strong?
3: Uh, I want to give a minor compliment to the show that we spent really no time shitting on Gwyneth Paltrow, which, if I had to guess, <laughs> what well, we would have spent an hour talking about a Gwyneth Paltrow movie. Yeah, um, because she, she's a weirdo, she's really, the worst in a lot. Of ways. <laughs> and like the thing about Gwyneth Paltrow in, is, in a way, like she never had a chance. Right? She just. Grew up as like a weird alien in this very w- wealthy, affluent life and family, and you know,
0: yeah.
3: I, in a lot of ways, I like, I don't. She, She's never lived in a reality, so of course, she's <laughs> got a weird one that she's in. Um, but I, I do gotta say, I, I, I like watching movies, and which Gwyneth Paltrow, has memorable death scenes. <laughs> uh, so, all right, like, top three. This, this, Contagion.
0: Oh Contagion's yeah, it's got
3: a great Gwyneth Paltrow death in it. Um, and then my version of Iron Man three. I don't know. I don't think she actually dies. doesn't actually die in that. But in my Your top gut,
0: three Gwyneth Paltrow she, deaths are Country well, she, Strong, she does Contagion, die. and the fantasy you had while watching <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> She does
4: die in Iron Man three, but then she comes back to life because
0: uh, of comic sure. book shit. Oh, okay, um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. comic book shit.
0: Classic. So saved more yeah. lives than.
2: Jennifer yeah. Faltro was credited third in the new Spider Man movie credits, a movie she was in for about sixty seconds.
0: I got a good agent. I was gonna I look- like
1: a good agent.
0: I, yeah. I, she's got a lot of good stuff. She, like, for example, for $75 a month, you can get a small packet of, why am I so effing tired, non-labeled pills. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> caution, contain fish square. oil. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: Yeah. But I, it's like, her, like, pretending to know sadness is, like, very charming to me in this movie like <laughs> her pretending to be a mess and like being like depressed or like a person for a second it's just so unconvincing throughout she just doesn't have the weight to carry that um i i did i enjoyed i yeah. thought she was like novelty bad compared to like everyone even tim McGraw was really running at like acting circles around her yeah in this movie and uh, i just I thought there was some kind of sick enjoyment out of that. Yeah, (laughs) I
0: I am enjoying your trying to make this sound like it was a compliment all (laughs) along. Uh, that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to leave it on there. Uh, this has been great. We'll be back again next week. Next week, it's the Rocktober. It's the beginning of the Rock. the Dwayne the Rocktober, John Stober is coming up. And so we're going to be talking about the Rock, as we always do at this time of year. We have a very... Uh, I'm really excited about it. Our first episode of the Rocktober, we're going to be watching the Rock wrestle. We're going to go back to when he was the Rock. And not an actor And we're going to be watching Some of his best wrestling moments Anthony is going to curate the playlist maybe uh, Or maybe you'll pick a couple of, But this is up to you Anthony You're going to pick a few things uh, Okay I haven't given you The hand printed calendar yet But you have to pick What you want us to watch But maybe some Some full episodes of a raw or whatever he was anyway, we're gonna watch him wrestle it's gonna be so fun <laughs> we're
3: not gonna be watching a full episode of raw.
0: okay i don't know what that means we're so. watching
3: clips we'll be we, all i'll put together something
0: I'll You'll, it it'll out. be great so uh, and we'll if he puts together a playlist, maybe we can put it together as a youtube playlist and put it up on the website so we're going watch along but we're gonna learn because anthony likes wrestling i've never watched any wrestling at all and i am excited to learn about the rock in his previous life um and how did we decide that we're going to do that? Well, like all of our topics, uh, we asked our Meat Buddies to the rock the vote. Mm-hmm. And this is what they picked. Actually, my favorite thing, if you're not a Meat Buddy, you missed this. So you should become a Meat Buddy. We're going to read Meat Buddies, But I sent out the email to all of the Meat Buddies and about how they could vote on this upcoming topic. And then Ezra was like, dude, you missed the opportunity to say the rock the vote. And so I sent to our whole Meat Buddy mailing list a correction <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I missed this joke. <laughs> and then it was the same email but with the rock the vote in it. <laughs> All this and more can be yours, Redestman me Wecomes Meat Buddy. Speaking of which, thank you uh to our sponsor for this episode, Jess from Newburyport, and uh our meat buddy, Charushila from Germany. So uh the the chemist So thank you so much, both of you, for helping support the show. And thank you for being here as always at Anthony Lopez Part Two thank you for having me also check out Anthony Anthony was on uh, Doug Loves Movies probably last week by the time this comes out so you can hear him uh, do I understand pretty well
3: yeah I think so
0: I mean I'm sure you did well as being funny but I think you also did pretty well competitively yes I did so check that out uh, on Doug Loves Movies and thanks for being here at Angela M. Weber on Twitter
2: Angela M. Webber.
0: Angela M. Webber. So, sh- so you uh, are part of the Double Clicks. Uh, Correct. And also, uh, you have a song on the recent uh, dog-related concept album, Dog Songs.
2: Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, you should definitely get that album. Check out it's Dog so Songs,
0: which also has uh, a friend of the show, Allie Gerritz, on it, yeah. and among other people. Um, Our
2: song is about Clifford the Big Red Dog and body image it's really good <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite songs we've written
0: oh i love it <laughs> about
2: uh, feeling too big for the world
0: yeah so. in the end are you like you are
2: <laughs> you're just too fucking big clifford
0: <laughs> you are a beautiful alien and you should return to whatever giant dog planet you're from
2: it's good it's about how nobody hates clifford even though he constantly kills people and so you shouldn't feel <laughs> Oh, bad. that's
0: great you yeah you guys uh i know <laughs> You do have a way, uh, and also you have a you have a podcast. Uh,
2: yeah, so, so podcast what do we do? So what do we do? Is a podcast with me and Storm D. Costanzo from Paul and Storm, um, and we talk about the news, and also we try to talk about things that are not stressful at the same time to balance. kind of even it out. Yeah, oh, nice,
0: possible. Awesome. Well, check yeah. that out. All these things, Angela Weber, and also uh, uh, thank you at Tess Falcone on Twitter, um, who mostly tweets about Liverpool soccer and music so if you're into those things
1: <laughs> and maybe the occasional airport tweet
0: yeah definitely some good airport tweets uh yeah but also uh go see go see ben folds on tour and and weezer Hear hear what they think about surfing girls and girls or and surfing and what beaches
1: the lights look like
0: yeah and check out what the lights look like because they <laughs> look great um yeah, I mean, this is actually, so I, this is a thing from having gone to a show with you when you're running lights, I paid attention to them more than I have before, and now I can tell when someone's good at it or not, so. Yay, that's the test effect. Yeah, the test effect, that's what they call it, <laughs> or oh, the test, t- the test test.
1: Sure, yeah.
0: It's the you test, it. but two S's, that's the name of your show. S. The test. Uh-huh. That's going to be your reality show. All right, anyway, thank Perfect. you all for joining us, thank you everybody for listening, we'll talk to you all next week, goodbye.